Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. So today, we're going to talk about cultivating confidence in your gift, in your gifts. So Dr. Halp was with us on Wednesday. How many of you watched the Wednesday message? You watched the Wednesday message? Wasn't that good? And so she talked about cultivating, and she gave us M's, and, and, um, and we're on, you know, all of us on this. She gave us an assignment on last Sunday, the success through meditation. You know, whew, I was in the back, and I was like, Lord, let me just write, tap in, and visualize some things. Y'all been reading, you know, we on assignment. She gave us homework, right? Y'all got your homework, right? Because I heard her give us homework. She said for the next 30 days. And so in it, 90, thank you, that to just meditate and keep reading. And what was so good about when she talked about it, she said, yes, you've had the book and you've read it. You can say, I've read it before. But when you, you can read something, but you don't get everything. Because life is happening, Right? Things are happening. And so you, when you go back and to meditate, that causes you to, that's different than Bible study. Meditation is going deeper where it, gets, where it becomes inside of you, where you can ask questions and you connect with God. And in the book, because, you know, we on assignment, it talks about that meditation Often people think about meditation from the standpoint of yoga and things like that, but it really is godly. It was spiritual. It's a spiritual act. And so, one of the chap, uh, one of the, in the, it ain't even in the real, it ain't even, it's in the pre of the book where ta- where Bishop talked about. And he taught a powerful lesson about visualization, verbalization, and internalization. We have to visualize some things. We can often say. I want X, Y, Z to happen. But when you say it, do you get a picture on the inside of you of that? I've been at Harvest Church now, wow, over probably 24, 25 years. And I remember when I first got here, I was not a homeowner. And I remember pastor saying, in this church, we don't rent unless you are a person that you just desire to rent. But we own homes. We're landholders. And so I thought to myself, back then at that age, I thought, wow, that's interesting. Because you got to have a large down payment. Now, I was a finance person, but something said, visualize it. The pastor told us to go out and go to open house homes tours and walk through the house. Because, now he wrote this book way after that, but it was clear he was walking these principles out back then. It's clear he was walking these principles out before this building was constructed. He saw this before we saw this and was in this. You better catch that. It was inside of him. He visualized it. And you got to be able to get to a place where when you know God has spoken something to you and you you know that he's told you what's going to happen in this season, that you can visualize it. You get a picture so strong that it almost feels like it's tangible. That's visualization. And then guess what? When you, when you get it that strong inside of you, verbalization got to come. Because what's on the inside of you, when you keep letting it play and play and play, and you're meditating on it, you're meditating on it, you're meditating on it, you're going to start speaking it. Because what's on the inside of you going to come out. Hit your toe on the side of the bed and see what come out. You find out where you've been spending time at. (laughs) So what's in you will come out. And then you have to internalize it. That is the experience of of being anchored in it, just anchored in. So I want to encourage you to make sure that you're really doing it. And we're still going to stay, we're staying right in that same vein, but we're going to add an element to that of cultivating confidence in your gifts. So while we're meditating and you're deep diving in the word and you're looking at the Success Through Meditation book and for our online viewing, good morning, online viewing audience, you can grab this book off of our website, Success Through Meditation. This was written by Bishop Steve Halp. You can grab that off the website and join us. We're on a 90-day challenge. 
Join us on this journey, because you're going to see some powerful things manifest. Join us on that journey. And so in the midst of while you're on that journey, we were singing about, I live to worship you. But you know that somebody's gift, worship is somebody's gift. We, we saw, like, a, everybody up here, you can, when you see them, you're like, that's what they do, right? It's their gifting. It may not be their only gifting, but that's one of their giftings. And so turn with me to, um, they're going to put it on the screen, James 1, 17. Um, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come down, comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Guess what? You are a gift. You are, do you know you're a gift? You are a special gift. Say, say I'm a gift. I got quiet because you need to let that rest with you. You're really a gift. You're a gift to the body of Christ. Because of who you are, people are impacted. Because of your gifts and your talents and your words and your being of who you are, you make somebody's day brighter. You are a solution to somebody's problem. That's you. I'm talking about you. You're a good gift. Say, I'm a good gift. I had a friend that um, when I was in my season of uh, wife on waiting, she would say to me um, when I would um, go on an interview, that's code for date. Uh, I go on an interview because dating and courting, you ain't just dating a date. Right, you cording because you're trying to see could you be the one? Because when I determine you're not the one, you got to go because you can't be entertaining folk that ain't the one because they'll make you miss the one because you entertaining them. Okay, that was for somebody. So when I was in that season, she said, Just remember, you the good thing. She said, You remember, you the good thing. Just remember, you the good thing. You are the good thing. Now, I know for some in here, that may not be an easy statement. You may be saying, for some, you're like, yeah, I'm the good thing. I'm good. You've you got that kind of confidence. But there are some that are like, mm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a gift. I don't know. What I see right now, I'm not sure. And that just means we got to build up confidence. That's all that means. Now, there's two types of confidence. And we talked about confidence um, last Sunday as well. And our first lady has written a book on the best you confidence, the, the difference maker. Make sure online audience, you want to grab a copy of that book. You want to grab a copy of that. And so confidence, she gave us this definition on Wednesday. Confidence, confidence is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. The state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Now, we learned last Sunday the difference between fact and truth. So you heard it was the truth of something. So when you're, you can be confident that you are a gift from God. And sometimes when, when it's confident, you know, you're like, mm, it's the state of feeling certain, but I don't know if I feel certain. That just means maybe you need to have some God confidence. See, Sometimes, when it's on you, you can't shift. But when you put it back and you think about God, Dr. Hop said, you got to rehearse. And it'll reverse. You got to rehearse who God is, what he's done, his performance, his track records. And that's God confidence. God confidence is reliance and dependency on who and what God can do. We believe in God's ability to save, deliver, and be what we need him to be in every situation. You can be confident because of who God is that you are a gift. See, when you think about it, you, okay, you may say, I'm in, maybe I'm kind of good. But when you think about God is omnipotent, he's powerful, and he made me, I'm here for this time. Oh, I must be a gift. 
You see how you can shift deep just that easily? Sometimes you have to change your lens. See, when you got your sunglasses on, when you got your glasses on, you know, your glasses are cute. They got a little bling bling on them. They dark. But it's a lot of self sometimes in them. You pick them because of who you are. You pick them because what you want people to say when they see you in them. So you pick those. But in the midst of it, it can prohibit you from seeing because of the things you call, the things that drew you to pick it can prohibit you from seeing. Sometimes the lenses you have on can sometimes be sin and it can be blocking your view because the sin pastors taught us, we become sin conscious. See, when the one disadvantage of being a king's kid and then playing with sin is because you know the word. See, if you didn't know better, you couldn't do, you, you can't do better till you know better. But when you know better, you know, oh, I'm straight up in sin. I ain't even confused about it. So then you're conscious of it. So now when someone say you a gift, you're like, mm, I don't know, I can't really see it. When somebody say, oh, it's your time for breakthrough, mm, I don't know, I can't really see that. Or then you start using your lens to look at your imperfections. Pastor says that we're going to get a house this year, but he don't know my credit score is 525 and you got to have a 700. See, I'm looking at it through a different lens. And I know your future bright. We didn't did that in this house. But sometimes your lenses could be causing blur. It could be blurring the situation. And all you got to do is just switch out. Just switch out. And when you switching out, you like, God, yeah, I know that that season was happening. And I know I did that. And I repent. And God, I know you're no respective person. And so, God, I'm going to clean this situation up. I'm going to repent. You got to clean it up sometimes. I'm going to clean this up. I'm going to repent. I'm going to pull my credit bureau. I'm going to stop shopping when I don't necessarily need to. And I'm going to deal with the real issue of why I shop. And I'm going to get in your word so I can clearly see. Oh, it may not be as cute, but you can see. And I can see what you said in your word about where I'm supposed to be. Change your position. If you struggle when somebody is saying something good and you're like, mm, that's not for me, switch your lens. Switch your lens. Think about, I may not be good, but I serve a God that's good. I serve a God that cannot fail. And because he cannot fail, I will not fail. I had a friend that called me this week when she heard I got this. She was like, oh, honey, I remember about getting these calls here. So let me call and encourage you. And she was like, let me tell you. I said, yeah, this is real short notice. You know, they should give a little people a little bit more time. You know, when you don't, this ain't what you do. You know, you shorten the length of notification. I don't know how I'm going to get this done. And she said, guess what? God won't fail you. Because, see, I had, when I got the call, I was like, now, what, what does text say? It said, good morning, what? This ain't no good morning, sir. I had my lenses on. I'm like, it's tax season. I got these tax returns to do. What? Because I was seeing my ability. But then when I took a step back, and I said, now let me look one more time what he said, Jesus. He'd been on point all this time, Lord. So... If he'd been on time all this time, I can't think he off point today, Lord, just because it ain't the message that I wanted to hear. That's for somebody. I, just because it ain't what I want to hear. So when he said, good morning, baby girl, it's still good morning. See, at first I was like, ain't gonna no good morning. Don't say no good morning with that. So let me tell you what he said so you know what's going to happen. It's going to be powerful. Get on fire and the people will come and watch. Because God will get the glory and they will get the results. So then I had to put this on, and I had to say, okay, God, you're going to do this regardless of who I am. All I got to do is just listen, obey, stop, meditate. He gave me the formula. See, he gave me the formula right here. I didn't have to go that far. I said, all I got to do is visualize the situation, verbalize it, 
and just get in his word. Sure, I had to say no to some things. I had to rearrange a few things. See, when one person in the family get the call, the whole family get the call. Everything is, whatever we was doing is all counseled effective immediately. We ain't going to the art show, to the Zona Rosa, to the movie show. It's all canceled. And your friends, they on a duty too. They like, I got butterflies. You talking about butterflies. We all got butterflies. So guess what? Same principle. Same principle. So you can relate to that. But you got an assignment too. Uh Uh-huh. You got an assignment too. And it's with your gift. And we just heard. You, we, I just told you, you are, you, have a, you are a gift. And we just heard that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So your gift comes from above. And it's time for your gift. Oh, it's time for your gift. And so God is the creator of your gift. When you think about that, the giftings you have, you didn't give yourself them gifts. The creator gave you that gift. And he don't make no mistakes. Zero mistakes. So you can rest in knowing the creator gave me my gift. So let's talk about types of gifts. There are natural gifts and there are spiritual gifts. Let's go to 1 Peter 4.10 NIV. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, let me just hit that A part. I heard Dr. Halp say that. (laughs) Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Your beautiful, perfect, wonderful gift. How is it serving others? You have a beautiful voice, but who's heard it? You sang out there, but you won't come up here. Who's, who's being impacted by your voice? Who's being impacted by your gift? Is your gift showing up and are others receiving because of your gift? God gives natural gifts to all people. Now, there's natural gifts that people have. He gives it to all people. He does this because he is the creator and he wants them to flourish. That's all people. Now, see, God could have said, I'm not going to give it to you if you don't serve me. But all people, he gives natural gifts to all people. He does this because he's the creator and he wants them to flourish. However, when Christ became our redeemer and Lord, God gave us what are called spiritual gifts. For the sake of strengthening the church and advancing the kingdom of God. When you showed up and you came to the altar and you said, God, I give my life to you. Spiritual gifts that were already inside of you at birth started to develop. Everyone in here, spiritual gifts is not a goal. They're a gateway. A gateway is something that opens a door, unlocks something. It, It gets access to something else. And they're not a hobby to play with. The tools to build with, they're tools to build with and weapons to fight with. We will be more effective as we put them to use for God's glory and not our own. To God's glory, your spiritual gift is a weapon because it's to advance the kingdom. So your spiritual gift has to, it's a, it's a weapon. It's a weapon when someone is suffering with depression and you come back and your spiritual gift because you have a spiritual gift of, of motivation, encouragement, and you cause them to see who they are in Christ. Weapon. It's time for you to use your gift to tap in. Say tap in. Tap in. Say tap in. tap in. So tap in is totally available for purpose. Is your gift totally available for purpose? Tap in. This church needs you to tap in. Your man and woman of God needs you to tap in. Some of you will get to tap in after service because they've got rehearsal. They're doing a casting call for Resurrection Sunday. Tap in. P- 
People tell you you're hilarious. People tell you that you can act. Tap in. You said I live to worship you. Oh, do you? It's time to tap in. See, you know in school when you was little, they had that show and tell day. And you take your little items and you're like, I'm taking this for show and tell today. I got my stuff. I'm taking it for show and tell. It's show and tell time. You say, I live to worship you, God. I love you, God. Tap in. Tap in. Be totally available for purpose. And sure, it's beyond the four walls. We know that because the church is you and I. If we didn't learn nothing else in the pandemic, we should have learned that. Because we couldn't even get up in here. But we still had church. We are the church. Wherever you go, when you go to your place of work, guess what? The church just showed up. Because the word is in you. And so let's talk about discovering your gifts. So there are three types of people probably that are listening to this message. Though there are some that are sure about their gift, and then there are some that are unsure, and then there are some that think they stuck. So Proverbs 18, 16, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great people. Your gift, when you tap in, your gift makes room for you. So let me hit the, the people who think they stuck. Yeah, I know my gift, but I just can't. It's not being used. It's not being used how you deem it needs to be used, but it can be used. Because when you show up, when your gift shows up, it makes room for you. You got to see that. Now, I'm going to tell myself a little bit. You know, if you ever go to eat with me and there's a line, I have no plan on waiting in that line. No plan whatsoever. I don't even hear that it's a 45-minute wait. That ain't even what registered to me when they tell me that. All I hear is my gift going to make room for me today. So now, when I got remarried, Raymond was like, so we went on our, we were still courting, and I met his mom, and it was birthday time, and she's probably looking right now, hey, mom, I love you, mom. And so we go out to the restaurant, we go to Papa Do's, and they're like, it's an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, no, it ain't. Not today, it ain't. I said, I'll be right back, y'all, okay? I'm going to just go right in here. When I, you know, when I came back, I said, the table ready. They like the table ready. So he hadn't figured out what was happening. So after we got married, he started seeing a pattern. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is happening? How do we go from a 45-minute wait to you ain't got no wait? What are you doing in there? Now, I never wanted to take him because I need to go. See, when your gift is making room for you, you sometimes you can't go with a bunch of people. You can't be bringing all these people to the front row of a concert, telling them my gift making room for me. I need five of us on the front row. No, I need two seats. You see me? My gift gonna make room for me. So Raymond would say, well, what is you doing? I say, favor. And he said, mm. you gotta know my husband. He kind of quiet, what y'all think, but he really not that kind of quiet. He was like, see, favor is when God does it and you don't have to do nothing. I get the feeling that you're doing something. And I was like, huh. Yeah. See, my girls didn't even know when Houston's. Y'all remember Houston's was here? And so we go to Houston's and they was closing. Man, I miss Houston's. They need to do something about that. But while we, the Houston's was closing, there was lines down the block when the week when they was leaving. So I went back and now we down to the last day. I'm like, I ain't missing this ribeye. That's what I'm not going to do. This ain't, they ain't leaving here without my spinach dip one more time. So I said, who rolling with me? So Tia was like, I'm out. Nope. Tiana's like, I'll go, mama. You got to have one in a row with you. She said, now, how are we getting in this? I said, don't you worry about that. Well, we're going to eat, and we're not standing there. This line is going around the block. Now, we sat down with total strangers. Now, that lady's my friend today. Now, she was a stranger then, but I, listen, they weren't leaving here with my ribeye and my spinach dip without me having it one more time. And I wasn't waiting that line down the street. No and no. Your gift will make room for you. I walked right up to that table. I said, ma'am, I see you and your child right there. I want to join you and figure out more about you. Now, I know y'all like that straight up bold. I bet I ate that ribbon. I know her today. And I didn't wait. Your gift will make room for you. Sometimes you got to be bold with your gift. Now my husband has helped me to be corrected. He'll say, sit right here. Don't you move. Mm-mm. No, no. They said 45 minutes. We're going to wait 45 minutes like everybody else. But last night, 
When I was studying on this, I got some new, I need to stop saying it was favor and I just need to say my gift made for us. That's what I need to say now. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm in truth. You got to be in truth. Our gift has made room for us. I was nice to these people and our gift has made room. Now he gonna correct all that before we get to the next restaurant tonight, but your gift will make room for you. So when you think you're stuck, you're, you can't use, you're never stuck. Even if they do not like you, you are not stuck because your gift will cause them to need you. They will call you to a table because they don't want to call you, but they got to call you because they need your gift. Your gift will make room for you every time. But they got to know you got a gift. They got to know what your gift is. I'm using my kids today, but they, well, I told you we all get the call. I got the call. We all in this thing together. You demonstration 101. So my youngest daughter, she just recently joined. Both of my daughters are an organization that's dear to my heart. Um, but in the midst of that, her first day of service, she walked in the room, and both of them walked in the room, personalities. You got to know your gifting. And so one is a stand back. I'm going to look and see what's happening up in here because she's a teacher. So she's going to analyze the situation. That's her. She's going to get assessment. Now, the other one was like, when I see chaos, I got five minutes to clear it up. She's like, no, we're not doing this. We're going to get these towels over here. We need to burn down these towels. We need to do this. Next day, they was like, oh, is she, we need the leader. Where is she at? I'm like, hey, I'm the chair. They done made her the chair. You know why? Because her gift made room for her. She saw the chaos. She saw it was no plan. She's like, oh, we ain't doing this. We're going to get these towels together. Unfold these towels. Refold the towels. We need six sets. Let's go. Because guess what, your gift won't, when you have a gift for organization, it won't let you rest when you see chaos. She said, oh, I can't take no more of this. We got to fix this. Fix it quickly. And guess what? Everybody was like, let's let her own fix it then. Let's let her fix it. Let's let her do it. Your gift will make room for you. Now, how are you a day, you a half a day new in an organization and you trying to run a whole, a whole outreach? Because your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Never guess. You would never guess the doors you can get in. You can try to go through it with your natural gift or you can get through it with your spiritual gift. When you tap into your spiritual gift because it's not about you, you understand, oh, I've got to see the mayor because I've got, a situ- I've got something that has to happen and I know the kingdom of God needs this to happen, so I've got to see the mayor. Oh, you'll get the appointment. Because somebody will make the phone call for you and he'll show up. Understand, see, you got to connect it back to it's always about the why. It's always about the why. And it has to be kingdom oriented. And so some gifts are discovered in the fire. Some are discovered in the fire. In those things that happen to you like, whoo. Now, I have a gift to talk to mothers that have lost a son. It was the fire that birthed that. And when they hear you talk, oh, they, they can hear one of us say something, and they're like, that's nice. But when they hear Miss Page talk, they're like, oh, I got her. They got, she's got their complete attention. The fire. And so fire can be, also stand for something. Dr. Howe makes up things like this, so I thought I'd do it too. Is freely. What do you do quick, quickly? You quickly do it. So like, for example, what I mean by that is you quickly do it with no, with no question. If you see someone, if my, now, if my husband sees a kid crying that's got hurt, oh, he not going to pay no attention to none of us, not even I'm up here, he going to go to that child right immediately to figure out what's going on. What, what triggers you quickly when you see it? You quickly rise to the occasion. I was talking to a friend last week, and um, she was on break, and she said, um, um, I don't got no shoes on because um, I, my, something about her feet being, I'm like, where are your shoes at? She's like, well, it was a baby in here, and he ain't had no shoes on, and I couldn't let it. His shoes had holes in them, so I just took my shoes off and gave it to him. Quickly. What do you respond to quickly? That was compassionate work. Now, how many people did that child walk by that saw that the baby had holes in the shoes, but when they reached her, she took her shoes off. Now, you talk about a witnessing opportunity. She had everybody's attention, a mama and a baby. 
to say, just quickly, just take the shoes off, take my shoes. I won't have no, just give me his shoes. I'll take his shoes. Does that say Jesus loves you? That single parent mom, she knew the shoes was toe up, but she didn't have the resources to fix the situation, but she bumped into the church. She bumped into the church that day. And the church said, oh, I got shoes for you. What do you do freely and quickly? What do you do in those intense moments? Those intense moments when you don't got a lot of time to think about it, you just gotta act. Oh, your, your giftings get discovered in that kind of situation. What resonates and relates with you? Um, I know that you guys have a screen in the VO department of the gifts. If you can put that up for me um, and just kind of roll through those different screens, that would be good. Um, as you see those, as you see some of the gifts, and they're bringing it up, um, what resonates and relates with you? And while they're bringing it up, I can read a few of them so you can. So some gifts are administration, discernment, evangelism, evangelism. Exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, mercy, prophecy, serving, tongues, teaching, wisdom. There's something that connects with you. There's something that connects with you. One of my gifts is giving. When I typically go somewhere, if I, if I see it, it, it freely, it quickly, if I see a situation... Now, I check in with God because I also understand sometimes people are walking through something because of the things they've done, and God needs to help navigate them. So you can't always be saving folk because God needs to be the saver. You're not the saver. You are only a tool. You better catch that. You are not the saver. You're only a tool. So I just look, I'm like, God, you want me to do something? So like, for example, you know, on social media, people have been talking about gas. They've been talking, going over, oh, you know, you got one. The gas price is high. People are like, no, it ain't high. If you was in a basement and you had to run for your life, and then there's some people like, listen, I'm a single parent mom. It's high to me. I'm going to say it's high. It's still high. It's real high. It's probably somebody in here who's been, feels like they're impacted by the gas. In fact, is there somebody in here who feel like they've been impacted by the gas? Where's your hand? Show me. You, you not, now listen, before you raise your hand, you feel like, I, it was a struggle to get here looking at the gas. I'm looking for that person. Now, now let me know. Is there somebody in here who you feel like you was kind of impacted by gas and you, you in faith to get home? I know you didn't come that way. I already know. I know where you've been at. Because see, I can say that because I know the same teaching we've been under. And so when you're under that kind of teaching, I don't even look at the gas price. I can't even tell you right now how much the gas is because I'm just fortunate to pull up and put the... But guess what? Everybody didn't start there. So you can't judge people on where they at in their space and their time because I've been here for 24 years. So it's taken that time to develop. But some people are like, no, I am absolutely looking and I got to decide between groceries and gas. If you in here, I need you to raise your hand because it ain't no shame in here and you ain't got to come forth. Okay. If you're in here, is that Mr. Dayton back there? Raise your hand. If you're in here, because sometimes things can be embarrassing, and when you're in a faith church, you like, mm, I don't want to do that in a faith church because I know my faith should be further along. Mr. Dayton, will you run to me really kind of quickly? Will you come to me for just a quick second, Mr. Dayton? Because I want them to make sure they know who Mr. Dayton is. Because I know it's in here. That's what I know. And I don't want you to be embarrassed, but I do want you to know that God's seen and heard you. And Mr. Dayton, I want you to have this to give to, see, it's conduit. Oh, this was perfect. Jesus. God will give seed to the sower so that he can give it to somebody who's going to deliver it. See, I'm conduit. Seed, conduit. You'll see him. It'll be in private. But he's going to sell $100. This ain't no $25. This ain't no $35. This is a $100 gift card into you. See, Mr. Dayton. Thank you, Mr. Dayton. To give. So when you, I don't want you to, Galatians 6, 9 says, let us, not be, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Do not give up. Whatever situation you're currently in, whatever situation you're facing, do not give up. 
Your gift, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Your gift will absolutely make room for you because the vision is for yet an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Listen, 24 years ago, I sat right over here. I remember the service. I sat right over here on this side. I don't never sit over here on this end. And I was like, man, this church is amazing. And it's so funny that it would be Mr. Dayton was here because he was, um, I think, probably like the chairperson of the board or over trustees or something like that. And I remember sitting there and I said, and they, he came up and gave a finance report. And I was like, wow, okay, I need to figure out what he does. <laughs> Lord, did I know what I was talking about? <laughs> that was 24, 25 years ago. Now, when I sat right there then, I had no, there was nothing in me at that seat that said I'd be up here on this thing. Ne- nothing. Nothing. Not even on my mind. I saw finance. It was like, oh, I need to figure out how to get in that department. That'd be an excellent department. I like kind of what they do. Oh, it seemed like it's all men up there. Oh, where are all the women at? Mm, okay, that's problematic. You know that's how we do. See, you start counting yourself out of gift, you like, ain't. Why is all the trustees, oh, why are they all men? That's interesting. When you see your gift, where the room you're supposed to make, you start summing up. Mm. See, I thought I was going to do that area, but see, I mm, don't look like, mm, let me help you locate. I'm going to locate it real good. Mm, everybody white in there. Your gift don't see color. It does not see color. In fact, it will qualify, your gift will qualify you to get in the room. You will not be ignored. When your gift manifests, when your gift manifests, they don't care. People don't care at that level what color you are. Can you help me? Let someone need a surgery, and you the surgeon, and it's a 911, they are not going to ask you, what color is the surgeon, sir? they like, is they a sur- are they good at what they do? Can you please bring them in a, a quickly, quickly? Your gift will make room for you. Be encouraged, because it is for a point in time, and it will not tarry. It will not tarry. And I have a, a friend, as I was calling, I knew I had this assignment. I started calling people, and I wouldn't tell them what I was doing. But I said, you know, tell me about when you felt like you discovered your gift. Because this is a person who's ran millions, and I knew the person before they ran millions. And he said, oh, I never want to go back to that place. Because every time I'd hear somebody talk about their gifts, I was lost. Because nothing was working for me. And it seemed like the more I tried, the more it went backwards. And I needed to hear that because there's sometimes, you heard, you heard me say 24 years, I, I knew where I would connect in the gift, but they ain't always everybody's story. Some people are trying to figure out what their gift is. And in the figuring out what their gift is, they start trying to do all kinds of little things like multi-level marketing and all this. And I, listen, do whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you, do, you can have that, do that. But I'm going to tell you this today. What God has called you to do when you do it, seed comes to you. It ain't no toil with it, with your talent. It's no toil with it. Sometimes you can see something and you can think, oh, I want to do that because I like the result of the thing, not what the thing they're doing. And you get confused with what they're doing. You see them in that, you know the infomercial. They standing by the Ferrari. And they got money in houses, and they showing you all the room. You're like, yeah, I need to do that. I need to get the real estate program. You don't even own a house yourself. Now, come on. You pay for the package. Now you're going to start doing all this stuff. You're not even concerned with that. You don't even know what appraisal is. But you're going to sign up for that. Because guess what attracted you? The results attracted you. And that's fine. Because God needs you to desire that. But what you have to say, the, exact, the results attracted me, but what is my lane? What's my gate? Because when you find your gate, it'll flow. It'll flow. It'll flow. It'll flow. Now, I'm going to tell you, everybody, my husband and I was having a, a conversation yesterday. I was going over a few things. And he was like, there are some people who are starving artists. In the beginning, with their artwork, their star, I'm like, everybody's a starving artist in every profession when you first start. <laughs> oh, let me help you with that. When I started Five Star Tax and Business Solution, it was a starving artist situation. I had to qualify. It's got to be something that connects you to it more than just the money. 
I knew I had purpose to encourage people to walk in their purpose and to open their businesses and expand their business. And I knew it would bless the kingdom of God. And I had to see that. And on those days when I didn't see no direct deposits, no payments, people talking, no money, I was like, what is happening? God said, you can keep crying. I'm all on the floor crying. God, what's happening? I need this job back at Black and Beach, I think. Jesus. He's like, you can stop crying and get up off that floor and work my word. I laid my hand on that phone. I said, I command you to ring in the name of Jesus with paying customers. You got to, you got to, you know, this whole Joshua 1 and 9, be courageous. There is a time for your courageousness, and it's with your gift. With your gift? Oh, it's time to be courageous. It's time to be bold. It's time to knock on the door. Knock again. Knock again. Because it's your gift. It's your life. And you said, I live to worship you. I live to worship you. But do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain or conceit, rather in humility. Because sometimes that's Philip's two, uh, Philippians 2, uh, 3 NIV. Sometimes your gift can make so much room for you that you start getting ahead of yourself. You can't, there ain't no hustle in the kingdom. I'm going to say that again. There ain't no hustle in the kingdom. You can't hustle people with your gifts and your talents. You can't say, God, I'm going to do X, Y, Z when you bless me. And you're like, well, I mean, I kind of was going to do half of that, not the whole that. Now, God's not shocked because he knew before you said it what you was going to do or not. He just needed you to see the revelation of what you was not going to do. Some giftings can be delayed because it's the time. I heard a message a couple of months ago but it may, about it may be your turn, but it's not your time. Sometimes you're like, it's my turn, it's my turn, it's my turn, but it's not your time because there's character things that have to be developed. And so that's why in this going back to meditation, God, show me what's causing me to delay. Show me what in me that when you give me this other that would cause my personality and my character to be corrupt. Because what you compromise will always come back around to collect. You better hear that. What you compromise will always come back around to collect. People will try to get you to compromise on a situation ten, five years down the road because the enemy don't know it all, but God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And when he raised you up before, before great people, now here come collection because you compromised back there. So now you got to see, I got a mentor who say, tell it before they tell it. You got to tell it before they tell it. Because they coming to tell you because the enemy ain't got but three weapons. You know I'm always coming with that to steal, kill, and destroy. Compromising will always cost you at some time. You don't know when, but it'll come back around. Because you know the enemy is there. So you can't compromise. You can't compromise to be at the table. To take a cut. Oh, I'll, I'll change the numbers for this. No, the numbers are the numbers today. This is the numbers. If you pay this amount, you pay the other amount. This is still the numbers. You got to be confident in who you are. And you cannot be bought. Pastor teach a message about can you be bought? What's the cost? What's the cost? So I ask you today, what's the cost? What's the cost of you not walking in your gifting? Oh, I'm too busy. I don't like working with them. They're not organized. But you got the gift of organization. You see it. Help them. Why they don't do this? They ought to do that. You know, Dr. House said, somebody, when you say somebody ought to do it, you are that somebody. Maybe that's part why you see it and others don't. Because of your gifting. So you say, oh, yeah, I heard that I did that once, but they didn't receive me. Thank you. So do, go again and go with a good spirit. See, sometimes when you go and you know your gift, you go with a bad spirit. You're like, I can do this because I know how to organize and I and I and I and I. No. God sent me here, and if I can help you, I'd love to help you. I'd love to be a service. 
and I'm not looking for anything. I just want to be of service. Just let me know if you need me. I'll come on whatever day. See, that's a different attitude and a different spirit. It's in your spirit of how you walk into a thing. So on this day, I'm coming back to what I said from the beginning. Are you ready to tap in? Tap in. Can you bring the gifts back on the screen for me, please? I'm seeing online, somebody said, I'm a gift. I'm watching today and I heard this and I need to hear everything said. Thank you, God, for using this vessel to get me to move. You got to move. It, don't let somebody, now listen, I love it that you move. I heard you. I happened to read it because I looked down and I seen it. I love that you move. You right in the room. Right in the room. Because where your gifting is, your treasure is. I cannot tell you the number of things that I do in my business today that I had no idea I could do that I now charge lots of dollars to do because that is what I do and I'm a good steward so I'm going to continue to do that so I can continue to sow seed because it's not free. But I had no idea I could do that until I did it here. Work where you can work. Grow where you can grow. Sow your seed and your time where you're at right now at this level. Everyone wants that level but won't do this level. But it's in this level that things get developed. I had no idea I know how to set up a restaurant. We had a restaurant um, the church did. It was an um, outreach called Mama Joe's Barbecue some years ago. How many of y'all remember Mama Joe's? Y'all remember Mama Joe's down there eating that barbecue? Yes. And they called, I was a new member, remember, down, this road down here 24 years ago, and somebody found out, you know, we had a needs assessment that we did. And um, they was like, oh, it looks like you have accounting skills. Oh, we need you. I'm like, oh, y'all need me there, but you don't, the trustee don't look like y'all had no, okay, I'm back to that. So, so I was like, oh, but you, the restaurant, okay, I got it. I can, I can go down there. I had to change my heart. It changed my heart. And so in the midst of it, they said, can you set up the restaurant, the cash registers and everything and help us get a system in place? I was like, sure. And he's like, we need it in three days. I'm like, three days? Three days? Now, I could have got an attitude about three days and be like, oh, no, I don't work under last minute conditions, honey. That's not, now see, that's self. They need it in three days. I got the gift. Can I make it happen in three days? I don't know, but I'm going to stretch my gift. Stretch your gift. I could have complained about it or I had to be about it. Three days. I'd have lost a day if I complained for one day. I ain't had but three. Because it's clear they must have tried something else and I was not the person assigned, but my gift made room for me. So guess what happened in three days? It was set up in three days. Now, I never even knew how to do it. I got on there. I was like, okay, we need cash registers. We need point of sale. Guess what? I am no exaggeration. From the time I did that, it was not six months later, I got a customer that said, can you set up a restaurant in, um, on the city market? I sure can. Now I had confidence because I had experience. Come on now, I'm telling you. Tap in with your gift. Tap in with your gift where your gift is, your treasure is. But we also have to know who our cultivators are. Because we have cultivators, and we have to cultivate the gift. Because I told you, that for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. You know, I love that in business, you know, we, we have contracts, and you know, I call my attorney, I'd be like, listen, I had a contract that, um, a couple of months ago, and I was like, listen, Alicia, I need you to read this, and she came back with the whole page thing, and I'm like, we're trying to get the contract, not lose the contract. She like, my role is to make sure that if anything go down, I can get you out this contract. I was like, well, then let's do it then. So, Irrevocable means that's a contract that cannot be broken. For the gifts and callings of God, God, your callings, your gift, it's a contract. It can never go back. No matter what you do, how you sit on your rusty dusty, it's still there anyway. But now you're going to get more from it. You're going to get more bang if you will be used and allowed to, be, to not let it be dormant. And so how do you do that to cultivate the gift? Remove the weeds. What are the weeds? 
you better say it, the negative people sometimes it can be, you may have to change your playmates and your playground. There's a season for certain people in your life. And they ain't bad people. You just trying to get somewhere and you need some new people. Because you need people who've been there. I'm going to hit you with this. You know, I come most of the time with this. Going there, can't tell, been there, how to get there. Stop hiring people who ain't never did nothing to tell you how to do something. I shoot. Jesus, help me today. You better make sure. Oh, so before you tell me how to be a wife, are you a wife? Oh, you was a wife? You've been divorced three times? Bless you. I'm going to come back to you about divorce. But right now, I'm going to go to somebody who got a marriage. Pick your resources right. It's a time. Remember, everybody got a time and season for things. You go to that person for how to get through a divorce. They done done it three times. But you're trying to have a marriage. Pick the right people for the right situation. If I hear one more person by a business plan, situation, a consultation, and the person ain't never done nothing, I'm going to scream. I'm like, have they ran a business? They, they don't even know what business is, and you want to pay them $29.95. Now you mad because it didn't work. They didn't even have a business, boo. They just help remove the weeds, those hindrances. Change your playground and your playmate. And this, I'm a, you're going to catch this one. Sometimes everybody who looks like you ain't for you, and everybody who don't look like you ain't against you. Everybody who do not look like you is against you. It's not against you. Be open. You don't know who God's going to use to bless you. You don't know who God's going to use to open a door. When I started this company some years ago, I called people who look like me. Can you tell me pricing? Oh, no. Where are you going to set up? Oh, no. I can't talk to you. What's the name of it? It's five. My company's four. How did you come up with a five? I'm a four star. No help. I called this lady who didn't look like me. Didn't sound like me. She said, oh, I'll help you. What I'll do is send your tax returns to me, and I'll check them first and send them through so you don't have to buy software. Just send them to me. I'll process them. Didn't look like me. She didn't even go to church. I was closed on Sundays. She was open on Sundays checking my returns, giving me correction letters. This is what you need to do. This is what you didn't know. This is what you didn't know. You got to do this. Take this position. It's going to help you to do this. Be open. Be open. When you meditate and you ask God to help you, to bring you before great people, you better not put a label on how it's going to show up. Because they may show up, you better catch this, and they didn't even vote for who you voted for. I do not care who you voted for if you can help me. Let's just not discuss that situation right now, but can we discuss this situation? Because I understand what you have I may need so I can help the people that I need to help. I'm not talking compromise. I'm talking God may use you to help that person see. Now, this, is a real, this, this just happened a few weeks ago. This person, I thought, I'm going to have to unfriend them because I don't like what they're saying about this situation because it does matter to me. My color matters to me, and they don't believe this. This person got COVID, and they was really sick, and I saw they post. And we'd already had a conversation, and she was like, I just, you know, it's not, it's not good for you guys to say that because all lives matter and da-da-da. I'm not getting into that. That ain't about this about. Just stick with the story. And so I said, okay, well, you know, let's just agree to disagree. And um, I, she was like, come over for dinner. I was like, oh, you don't want no Raymond Joshua for dinner, baby. No, we can't come for dinner because if you bring this up, we won't even be able to be friends no more. I'm married to that kind of person. See, I am the diplomatic one. He is the line drawer. He's out to conquer you because he's coming with the entire part of it. He's throwing the whole thing at you. He like, let's do this. I was born for this. See, I don't play with him with that. I'm like, whatever you say, if it's there, I just go with it. So in the midst of it, I heard, now you know Dr. Stanley got the kids. And I'm like, she ain't black lines, don't matter. <laughs> I said, now that's ugly. Do right. You got to tell yourself, do right. So I said, not only am I going to send her the link and say order, I bought the kids. Now I wanted to write on the bag. Black Lives Matter, but I just said I ain't going to go that far. So I sent the kit. 
emergency the kids to her because I needed to get to the next day. She said, oh, bless you, sister. God used you. She said, within two hours, we were better. We were headed to the emergency room. I thought I was going to be hospitalized. Now some said, say that part. I'm like, the devil is a lie. I ain't saying that. I know that ain't God. I said, I love you too, sister. At the end of the day, we both love God. Let's just keep it there. Now, had we got all the way ugly over, it, over our different positions, who would have knew? Don't, you don't fall out. I have a friend that says, I'm going to go with this one. I don't have permanent enemies. I have permanent interest. Permanent interest is kingdom, kingdom assignment. Advancing the kingdom, using your giftings, using your talents, allowing God to be glorified in all that you do. And you say, they just come on in here with these notes, honey. Online, they will find you. Girl, you opening doors in my mind, stepping on toes. Hopefully after this service, I can walk through the door. And yes, I remember Mama Joe's. And she going to walk through the door. And we going to walk through the door. Because we're bold and courageous. And we have an assignment. And the time is now. Why is the time now? I'm here today. You here today. You heard the message. Accountability is here. You got, two, you got a decision. Return on investment. Do you walk away and just do nothing? That means you don't value your time. See, I don't care where I go and what I hear. I'm like, why did I hear that today? What is one thing I need to take from that? Because I am intentional about my time. What's the one thing I need to take away that I can turn it around and have an ROI experience on it? How do I get a return on investment? Pull on the gift. Pull on the word. That's just an Whatever situation you find yourself, what's the one thing that I need to do as a result of encountering that person? Some encounters will cause people to come to your church. I have a friend. We've been friends for years. Friends for years. She going to go. She got an appointment. She already didn't text me. Friends for years. She was going to a completely different church. I never, because I, I don't recruit people to go to churches. Integrity. They got a church. They a member of that church. They got a church. We still friends. They got a church. I ain't trying to recruit them from their church because God ain't in confusion. But guess what? Some things happened. She shifted up, and she was watching. Watching. She literally said, I interviewed y'all for years. And she here today. A member. Was in new member class last Monday. Some of your connections will cause people, they won't even, I'm only here because of a person that I used to work for at DST. Now, she ain't even here today. Had she not sat in the same cubicle as me, Man, that was a setup. It's a setup for you. It's a setup for you. You may think you're here because you're on an assignment. Maybe you got a task to do, but you're here for more than that. You're here for more than that because it's something you have to do. You had to hear the word. And so, removing the weeds, watch your mouth. Words are not for play play. Now, you know, if y'all YouTubers, you know the video. You're not for play play. Keisha don't play play. Y'all catch that. Y'all don't know. It's okay. Words are not for play play. Words are real. But guess what? When you start using words and it's just always, oh, I'm just joking. Oh, I'm weak. It's, uh, then guess what? When you say something, it doesn't, the atmosphere don't know to believe it because we don't know if we play play or we real real. So how about you say what you mean all the time? So when you say, the devil's under my feet and he got to be removed, we ain't thinking we play playing. We thinking we real. So guard your words. Remove the weeds. Loosen the soil. And when you loosen the soil, when you're cultivating something now, listen, I hired somebody to do my plants, but I did research this. When you loosen the soil, you're enriching the strengths. You're enriching it so the roots can be strengthened. And so how do you, how do you strengthen your roots? Meditate on the word of God. Meditate. Find a scripture. Spend time with God. Turn off the noise. There's so much noise happening right now. So much noise. You've got to allow the word of God to shape you. It's got to shape who you are. It's got to shape this season. Listen, there is billions of dollars changing hands at this time. 
Now, some interest rates are forecasted to increase. There's billions of dollars I need you to understand. When you see people stop building, get concerned. But as long as they still building houses, there's still money moving. And why there's still money moving? There, my daddy used to say, my natural dad, because you know Bishop's my spiritual dad, he would say, when there's, if there's money moving, then there's money to be made. If there's money moving, then there's money to be made. Don't buy into it. Pastor taught us some years ago when we had, when the world was having a recession, but we didn't have a recession. So people would say, oh, it's a recession. And I go in meetings, I said, well, I'm not going to participate in the recession. And I remember one guy said, well, it's fine that she can say she's not going to participate in the recession. But the most of us are. I'm like, well, you can have what you say. Like I said, I'm not participating in the recession. And my company grew that year. Pandemic. Pandemic, same results, growth. Turn the noise off. When you hear something, investigate it. Don't rule it off because you're not, don't rule it out because you're not familiar with it. Something I'm studying out right now, walking through, I just went and got, I told y'all last time I was with y'all that um, I got certified as an enrolled agent. Well then since then, because you know I live with this one here, who's always like coming up with tasks to keep doing schooling and stuff. See, when you get married, <laughs> You become one for real. And so in the midst of it, I went and got certified as a crypto tax professional. Now, you keep hearing the word crypto, Bitcoin. Ask the Holy Spirit. I ain't telling you what to do, but I'll tell you what I saw my client do. I saw a $930,000 gain, and I said, oh, you got my full attention now, Jesus. He put $5,000 in and got $930,000? What is you saying to me, God? Let me meditate on this. Where is the class? Let me pay the money to go. Then I ask question, do you got crypto, sir? Because you can't be talking to people who ain't. They don't know. You get in the wrong group and they'll lose money. So I am encouraging you today. Listen with your spiritual ears. Because it's a season for the body of Christ. God is raising up men and women of God because we really are in a time where we don't know. But guess what? People need to know. The harvest is not free. Somebody has to finance it. That f- those food trucks that were there yesterday, somebody had to pay for that food. That food didn't just show up for free. Somebody, somewhere it was a cost to it. There's a cost. And will you tap in with your gift? Stand to your feet with me, because we're going to close out. I hope today, I know I came a little different, because I wanted to make sure that you could hear. You could hear. Because we're coming upon something, even this month, at the end of the month, Dr. Hop talked about honoring Bishop and um, in the last two years. We haven't had pastoral appreciation. It's on the calendar. Yep, it hadn't, you know, nobody put the flyer up before. It'll be a flyer up today. But in the midst of it, and I'm not here for that, so remove your mind, because, you know, people are like, oh, that's the angle. No, that's not the angle. That just came. That's it's in the announcement. It's not the angle. But I do want to say there are some people assigned to give. There are some people assigned to sow seed in the man and woman of God. There are some people that as God advances you, your assignment is to help advance them. But you got to tap in. It's time for your gift. There's no more for four and no more in, in certain departments. It's massive work to do. And sometimes God won't send the people until the thing is ready. And when it's ready, he'll send the people. But he sent the people to make it ready, but the people who can make it ready ain't ready. But today we're going to get ready. Because in your assignment, in your yes, in your God, I worship you. I'm here. I live to worship you. It's got to be for somebody more than you. It's got to be for others. It's got to be for service. It's got to be for the greater good of the kingdom of God. What is it for for you to, yes, two more houses, three more houses? What does it matter 
if somebody didn't see the guides on your life? If you don't open up your house and say, this is only a testament to who God is, and share your testimony of how God brought you up and how he taught you and where you were and how your old house could live in there and you're not a big to-do-do because your new house is that, but because of who you are. And I say that for myself. Where I live today, my old bedroom, my bathroom is larger than that today. But when people come and they say, oh, wow, I say, God's been faithful. God showed me how to give. He showed me how to use my spiritual gifts, my natural gifts, to sow into the kingdom of God. And that I can't beat him giving. I can't ever outgive him. Because the doors he'll open up, he'll cause favor. He'll cause promotion. He'll bring me before great people. People won't even know it, but feel my name will be on their mind when they wake up. Not because of who I am, because of what he needs to get done. That's the same with you. If you're here today, you can hear. You got blood flowing through your body. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're facing. It's time for your gift to be at work. We need you to tap in. Tap in. Oh, yeah, it's not convenient. No, some of you can do it from online. Yes, you can use your gift. If you in Detroit, you can tap in. You an e-member? We got work for you. Right there from Detroit. But everybody ain't called to be an e-member. Because there's work here that your gift has made room for you. You got a seat at the table. A seat at the table. Sure, you may have to be inconvenienced because you got to get up a little early. And sure, you may bump into somebody who may try all your patience. But you'll pass the test because that'll develop character too. See, if you was used to be quick at cussing people out and you serve here, oh, it'll help you not cuss them out because you know you can't cuss here. So that's going to help you perfect that thing. Oh, you're going to be in a meeting, one of the two. But you're going to perfect it. Use your gift. Whatever your gift is. Go back this week. And as you're studying, you're meditating. Ask God for those who are unsure. Because God's not the Easter Bunny. He is not hiding your gift from you. He needs you. He's depending on you to be in partnership with him. To use your gift. So if you're unclear, you're unsure, mm, it won't be long. Wow. What an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.